0: another exciting edition of the transatlantic podcast a conversation between two trans people across the pond from each other my name is kat i am a british binary trans woman person and my co-host is not who are you hi i'm lux and i'm a
1: genderqueer american person this is Form- true formerly trans masculine not so
0: much anymore i don't know what the hell's yeah. going on but that's okay <laughs> gender is confusing and that's partly why we're here <laughs> yeah it's not supposed to be simple um, so it's Trans Awareness Week, last week, um, ending yesterday, I think. Um, I feel like I hope we're all feeling pretty aware. Obviously, we're aware of ourselves. Yeah. I don't know if you experienced anything about any like, awareness events happened around your place. Or uh, I was, I- I'm in the middle of taking a hiatus
1: uh, from Facebook and shit. Like, not a complete hiatus. I still am checking on it, but I'm doing very little interaction. So I saw that other people were doing... Ask me any things, um, but I did not participate because I think a large portion of the people that I know are already knowledgeable. So I don't get a lot of interaction when I do those things. Um, yeah. So I just skipped it this year.
0: <laughs> I, I would think of nothing that I would enjoy less than doing an, doing an AMA with some of the people on my Facebook. I mean, you're all lovely people, people on my <laughs> Facebook. Don't get me wrong. Shots but... fired. I've done I've done enough 21 questions with everyone anyway, <laughs> and you know, like you get it all the time. It's not, it's not as fun as you think after a while. Um, yeah, we did some stuff in Liverpool. We did a clothes swap event, which was pretty oh, nice. cool. I got some, yeah, I got some, got some nice stuff. A lot of it ended up in the guild storage room, but you know what can you do? Hmm. Um, there was a, there was a, and there are information talks and stuff like there always are, and obviously we come to the big head with the. Um, transgender gender day of memorial the day of memorial the transgender mm-hmm. day of remembrance which was yesterday i believe um yeah. november tw- 20th um i think that's worldwide and that was pretty heavy it's a heavy thing but that's what we're going to be talking about today for the most part is remembrance and why it's important um i was at a vigil last night I went to the I went to a similar one last year at the same place it was much more full this year um, it was a very weepy affair. There were candles lit plastic candles because it's Britain and they had weird health and safety laws but there were mm. candles that were made of plastic and electric but what can you do? Um, there was cake there was coffee there was crying there were there was a nun who gave a very very thoughtful and heartfelt speech which made me burst into tears and like everyone else around me also did. she was great. Um, there's some very strong trans people there. Um, there were petitions being signed for the new laws that are coming coming in soon, repealing some of the shitty stuff we have over here to do with Mm self-declaration. And overall, I think what I took out of it was, one, there's a lot of fucking dead people, and it's going up. um, So many dead people. Yeah, I know, and they do the the list, the big video at the end, where, like, all of the names and the faces pop up, and that's always awful. And you realize how oh, on some of the young people are killing. Some of these, like they're killing themselves at fourteen, do this, and it's like, fuck me. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I'm not. I know people like I know a lot of a lot of people, teenagers, and a lot of people that I know who try to kill themselves when they were teens. But it's still just because it's commonplace doesn't mean it should be good, and should be let, should be accepted. And that's sort of the weird thing is that people just still think, oh, it's a minor issue, and it's, you just look at these numbers and you wonder why people aren't more outraged. Like, it sort of made me more pumped up, if anything. Like, why are people not doing more? It's awful. But, but, I will say, there are about three times as many people as last year, which means things are changing, I think.
1: Yeah. It's, it's definitely been an interesting year for us as far as visibility goes, um, you know, now that we're, we're... Getting towards the end of November, so it's been a year since you know I we elected like the worst possible person to be our president, and in -hmm. the subsequent months it has not been the best for us. Um, But so we have this increased amount of visibility that means that we are have like more people giving attention to our issues. So there was a lot of support for us as a group when Trump made his comments about the military. Um, And then that was summarily rejected by a judge uh, as just a thing that he can't do. So that's cool. But Is that definitely not going through then? I'm pretty sure that it's not a thing. Okay. So, yeah, it should be all right. Like, they have Mm. to create a law, pretty much. And that's an an entire process that's different from just a fucking executive declaration, I guess. I don't even know what to call that nonsense that he does. But anyway... um, so we have seen an increased amount of support, like more people coming to our events. Um, but conversely, there's like been a higher number of trans people killed this year in the United States than since the we started paying attention to that number. Um, so yeah. it's not the greatest in that regard. Uh, it, it can make things uncomfortable when you know that there are, there's just a heightened awareness of trans people and you are gender ambiguous. And it's like, ah, what am I... G-? doing with my life just being trans um yeah but yeah it's it's been an interesting year um but on, on on just vigils since since that's a thing i went to one a couple years ago and uh i find it interesting that it galvanized you because i found it a little bit disheartening that like maybe it's because i went by myself and not with a group of people but while we were uh marching for example like we met at a place and then marched to another location where we had the actual vigil. vigil. And you know, it was like the people around me were mostly not participating and we're like having conversations. And I was like, this is supposed to be solemn. Like I I'm, I'm here with the feeling of, I'm at a funeral. That's what this is supposed to be. Um, like it's a vigil for dead people. So I found it a little bit disheartening and, uh, in that in that way and then the kids thing oh my god that is honestly the thing that wrecks me the worst in any of these conversations is when we're talking about the way that this affects the youth and the rates at which they are you know committing suicide and being murdered also this year there was a couple spectacular examples of that ah so yeah so
0: the real fucker with the kids thing is that like in recently the last few weeks I'm pretty sure that none of the UK press knows what the, the trans events are all coming up in November because the last few weeks before this before this day of remembrance the UK tabloids went on like I don't know the tabloids they brought some of the broadsheets too went on full on fucking rage mode about trans kids again mm. like they can't get over this they can't get over this issue we talked about this before they have this idea that tra- that they're putting kids in these machines that turn their genitals inside out and shit like, the most they're doing is putting kids on blockers, and the kids aren't going on blockers until they're in puberty. And yet, all these newspapers are acting like this the sort of fascist police are going on. Meanwhile, fucking Brexit's happening. We're losing all our regulations. All, all the stuff that we need to carry on, like, in an independent country. And so focusing on that, and how the government's, like, legitimately, right now, covering up child sex abuses. This is the thing that's literally happening this week. Instead of talking about the government not releasing reports on child sex abuse in the House of Commons... They'd rather, like, make big headlines about how drag queens are reading to kids. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this? And I think this is why it got me, I I was saying it got me riled up, because, like, it's not, like, riled up, like, I'm hopeful or I really want to drive on. I'm just, no, I'm just fucking angry. (laughs) I think it just made me angry. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Like, sometimes Righteous Fury is really good for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that all that was going on over there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, nobody does because they're not fucking reporting it. That's the problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like not yeah. only am
1: I off the internet, but also like I live in America and we don't give a shit about your
0: politics. No, no. I mean, quite right too. To be fair, we're <laughs> going to we're gonna be very ineffectual in a couple of years in 2019. So, stay posted. Um, yeah. Interestingly, I mean, there were people like out the vigil like blaming Trump for a lot of this, and he's certainly part of the rhetoric, and his his um, insistence on removing anything that Obama has done has led to getting rid of trans rights whether he meant to do that or whether he was just being a shit about obama mm-hmm. and i believe that he's a definitely a petty enough person to be doing it purely for that reasons and not care about human dignity um but the human rights campaign has has also linked rise in um trans killings in the u.s which is as you said the at an all-time high on the new regime and the um some of the, some of the language that trump and his colleagues use is sort of legitimizing hate speech and giving a voice to people who suddenly like, oh I can do these things, it's allowed and I'm sanctioned to do it I'm sure we've said this stuff before but this there's nothing, just rocking the boat, voting for someone to rock the boat isn't good to use and I've not used this term before I know but I've heard people say like, oh I vote for this person to shake things up because I don't like the way that current things are being run don't mm. vote for someone just because they're different. Vote for someone because you agree with them. That is the sad, like,
1: honest truth about the election, honestly. Like, of all of the stupid things that people said, it's, we're off track so bad. Um, of, of all <laughs> the things that people said about Hillary that were just like, oh, I find her off-putting or whatever, like, okay, go fuck yourself with your impossible standards for women, but, like... <sighs> the only other real thing that people could say was, like, that she's more of the same or that she's a career politician or that she, you know, is in the pocket of Goldman Sachs or whatever. And it's like, okay, just because you want there to be someone who's, like, a little bit different from what we've had doesn't mean that it's time to set the entire government on fire. Like, that's just yeah. not an appropriate response in any way, shape, or form, my friends. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but that that is the sad truth of what happened is, yeah, a lot of it was just, we want something different, like, I don't know. It was not an intelligent election for us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it wasn't good. And obviously, like, it's not the sole contributor. Like, according to Pink News, and don't take this as Pink because Pink News don't have the best reputation in the world, but it means that they said there have been over two, 270 reported murders of trans and gender non-conforming people in the past year. Um... 2609 reported cases in 71 countries worldwide since Transgender Day of Remembrance began, which was in 2008. That's a lot. That's a lot of dead people. That's a lot of murders, not just the suicides. These are targeted hate crimes. These are people who have sought out transgender non-conforming people and actively ended their existence because they're different because Maybe they have some underlying um, internalised homophobia, transphobia, sexism, whatever. Just hatred. And murders. And murders have been overlooked. I mean, some people have been arrested for them, sure. But, like, a lot of these places, like... The police... I don't want to badmouth the police in general. Because I know that some some of the police forces do a lot of good. And there are some very nice police workers in the world, but... There are even trans police in the world. Holy shit. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I will never understand but okay yeah well you know you, you can we can make a difference on the inside sometimes true but you know the police need to do be able to do more the people that who are who are sorting out these crimes the people who are dealing with crimes they off they have a bad rap for dealing with social justice issues you saw this um with a lot of the race the the um, race ten, racial tensions in America the last few years it's happened with gay rights it's happening now in the we aren't being taken seriously, and this not by everyone, obviously. And pe- but some people are working towards it, and I commend them for that. But part of the problem at large is that we aren't seen as human by a lot of people, yeah. and as long as that's the case, we're not going to be our issues and concerns, and even our murders not going to be taken seriously.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it is dehumanization in in the sense that like. I think that the common belief that people have is that we're mentally ill, and while a lot of us are mentally ill, it is not necessarily, you know, connected. Um, Yeah. Or, you know, obviously with most people it's not, like, they're, they're related, like, depression can be caused or worsened by the way that society treats you badly, but, like, people just fundamentally think that, like, we are ridiculously crazy. We are, like, so crazy that we're willing to mutilate our bodies. Like, that's how they actually think of us and believe us to be. So we're, like, we're non-human by just virtue of being so different as to be fundamentally alien to a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like, we're just so bizarre. Like, they just can't understand being, like, or, you know, some people will be like, I don't understand how you can be so gay that you need to become a woman. Like that's a thing that people believe, and it's like I don't know how to deal with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I was yeah. listening to um to an interview with Paris Lee's, who I've talked about before earlier on a podcast, um host, co-hosted by um the ex-leader of the leader of the Labour Party, Ed Miliband, which was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> she was saying like the what wasn't was related to what you're saying there. She was saying that she finds it baffling how some people think that, like, people transition because they think it's easier. Like, it'd be easier to be a woman, no less a trans woman, than a gay man. Like, sexism's not a thing that's going to cause issues. Like, transphobia's not going to be worse. Like, I mean, like, male privileges exist, and, like, it's easier to be a gay man than than a trans woman in a lot of places, and... I mean, being a woman has its, has its is, is harder than being a man for a lot of the time, and like people don't do this because it's easier. They do it because they have to, or they feel the strong desire to. You know, we're not doing this for the just for fun. You know, we're not doing this because we have on a whim. It takes years to sort this shit out. We jump through hoops to get the help we need. You know. <laughs> yeah, it that's I think that it's something that
1: I know people who have personally processed being trans as like. It's clear to me that you care so much about this that you're willing to change your body and that is enough to make it real. Like, I don't need a bunch of evidence to support the idea that gender identity is, like, a distinct thing that obviously can be different from your sex because you're willing to take hormones and shit, and a lot of other people are also willing to do that, so clearly this is bigger than just one person having one issue and it can't be caused by, like, one single factor if all of these other people also feel the same way that's i don't know i wish that i could convey that into people's brains yeah because they just don't <laughs> get it
0: <laughs> I, I i what i don't understand is like i don't i don't get why people have such a hard time with empathy for anyone i mean like even if it's a group you don't understand like even like it's a group's like it's like marginalized groups now and like I like, I'm not polyamorous, I understand but I I get, I get it, you know like, I understand why people are and I'm fine with that, you know, like why would you, like, why you just because someone's not the same as you, do you have trouble understanding it, I, like, even people like, even like criminals at some point, you know, like if, if someone's been put in jail I'm like I don't think of them as less than human, the, the humans have done a shitty thing, but like I can still look and, like, imagine myself like, being in a jail cell and like what would I want to? What? What do I deserve? You know those rights. Like, like I, I personally, and this is going to be controversial. I think that people in prison should still be able to vote. Um, and like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, controversy. Kind of, like, yeah, yeah, but like, people like they have such a hard time just like thinking of putting themselves in someone else's shoes, and I don't get it. Like, isn't that part of why we're a social species? I mean, we can read each other's emotions in our face and our voice and stuff. Why do people have so much such a hard time just? imagining that maybe, maybe, just maybe they have desires that are foreign to them and try and work out, like, can I be nice to these people? Can I make these people's lives easier, like, if they're not hurting anyone? And certainly most of us aren't hurting anyone, like most people, in, like most other people, most cis people. Yeah, I, uh, I think that
1: empathy is actually something that you have to do, like, proactively. I, like, I don't think that it comes naturally to most people because, like, we are social animals, but we're social animals in microcosms. We're not social animals on this global scale that our society just happens to be at, which is why our society still sucks, because we're a global society that doesn't think globally. We have to, like, train ourselves—like, it, it, to me, it's, this is kind of similar to training oneself to experience compersion if you have a difficult time experiencing conversion for people, which is like, you know, you just mentioned polyamory, so that's relevant. Um, But it takes a little bit of effort to be like, to train yourself out of the scarcity concept, which is like, instead of seeing that your coworker got a promotion and being like, why didn't I get a promotion, being able to look at that person and say like, there are other promotions that will come and I'm glad that they got this right now, and like able to be happy for them in their life. So I think that empathy, honestly, is something that you have to work towards, and most people, like either don't care or they've not been presented with the idea that they should care. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I, know, I just, I assumed that everyone in primary school or um, whatever you call it in America, <laughs> elementary school, elementary, um, learned, yeah, yeah, I taught these things at an early age that you know you're supposed to care about feeling being nice is good. And I don't know at what age we got sort of got taught that being that selfishness and greed are what we're supposed to be aiming for. I guess that's part of just living in a capitalist society.
1: I mean, anytime bullying wasn't addressed properly, yeah. like take your pick. <laughs> yeah, I can count those <laughs> hundreds of thousands of incidents a year, probably. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah.
0: Right. Um.
1: So I'm interested in if we're going to be talking about transgender day of remembrance and how you know how great it is um how do you do you feel ultimately that it is productive to have a transgender day of remembrance like and like i'm not gonna ask like do you think it's important to have memorials because i think that that's kind of that's just a question that the answer is yes no matter (laughs) what you're looking at like it literally doesn't matter what the issue is, in my opinion, like, it's probably a good idea to establish a means by which to remember people, especially if they're, like, being victimized, um, the way that our community often is. But it's, um, I don't know, like, do you find that it's productive? Do you find that it can be somewhat counterproductive for our mental health as a group? Um, I know that I personally don't like being reminded all the time, like, I mean, I get it, it's like one year, and it's a thing to think about. But yeah. I also catch that news anytime it happens. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I had to deal with this like three months ago when everybody found out about Ali Steinfeld. I don't need to think about her again for a while because I'll just be sad. Yeah. I guess the
0: problem with me and you is that we're a bit more plugged into this sort of news.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to hear about these things as they happen then again when it all comes together and you see the names that you remember throughout the year and you're like, oh, shit, them, yeah, and then 100 more yeah. people from different countries that never got reported. Mm-hmm. I do think right now, right this second, I think it's productive because we are still on the cusp of acceptance and we're still fighting that corner that, gay, that, um, that um, homosexual rights took the last decade we're mm-hmm. still on that bit where like it could slip away from us, and we still and we need to hold on and pull ourselves up from the cliff, from the knife, from the cliff edge. Um, and because one of the biggest issues we face right now is how nonchalant a lot of our society is and a lot of our governments are to the fact that a lot of us are being murdered in the streets. Yeah, I think as long as this is a thing, I think it's a productive thing to do. I think that's why it's important. It's for people to carry on talking about. Um, murders of black people in america for example because it's one of the big source big um te- one of the big problems facing the black feeling facing people of color color in um, america's right now is the insane murder rates and the double standards about gun ownership and stuff like that and how a white person can carry a gun on the street and be cheered and a black person carries it and gets shot and i think this is an important thing to talk about and i think it's a current issue and i think it's the same in trans rights so that we're not as vocal about it and we don't have as many of us and obviously there are a lot fewer trans people than there are um, people of co- than there are people of colour um, so it doesn't get spoken of as much but it's definitely a big problem in our community as well and I think maybe in a few years when the hate crimes have gone down hopefully they're on the rise right now but in the US at least but I think there will come a day hope, and I hope there will come a day where we don't need it where enough, where trans people will not be targeted for who they are, where um, suicide is not, doesn't seem like the only option for so many of us, where people have given the avenues and made, made, and to transition, and, and um, it's made easy enough that people don't feel like they are being tortured just to get some basic medical care. I think the problem is right now is that we're being... We have our happiness like in sight, but also so far from our reach, and so suicide is a big problem, and also like murder is as soon, as soon as mur- like as if murder is a big problem in your community, it, you should speak up because people people understand on a fundamental level. I think that murder is wrong, like unless you're in some fucking video game because everyone in video game murders and it's always fine, but like. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think many people could argue, like, objectively that murder is good. And I'm not part of a debate club, I don't know, but um, I think people would be hard pressed to defend that argument in a non-theoretical situation. And if that is one of the biggest problems in your community, speaking up about it should be one of these things that should get governments to take action, because no government wants to be, have been ten years remembered as that one that let all those people get murdered. Or at yeah, least I, I would it. hope.
1: Unless they just do not give a shit, which is yeah. terrifying. <laughs>
0: which would lead me to asking if you think that there should be anything being done right now in the U.S. given the Trump situation and his reputation in re LGBT rights and trans rights, especially with Trans Day of Remembrance coming up, and with Rex Tillerson actually coming out and saying that and saying some nice things about trans people, should I... more be done? Is this is this statement enough? Like. I'd, I'd, I might have missed that. Yeah, my Google news it. Hiatus.
1: I gotta Google this. I gotta Google yeah. something in the middle of the podcast. It's okay. good. Rex Tillerson said a thing.
0: Yeah, the guy it with would. a name like a dinosaur. Yeah, like, how is that your real name? How? Half <laughs> And it just means king as well, which is kind of a weird first name. It's like calling your son, like, Duke. Or, um, I mean Mayor. Or Captain. Me- <laughs>
1: Okay, so he said that trans people should not be discriminated against. Oh, he's Secretary of State. Okay, cool. That's what Hillary Clinton used to be, right? I think that's...
0: Yeah, I think so. No, I think she wasn't She Secretary of... Def- no, maybe she was Secretary of State for a while. Yeah, I
1: think that is what that is. I yeah. mean, that's cool, because that dude is the dude in charge of how passports work. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just keep things the way that they are, and that would be great. Oh, hey, uh, that's cool that he issued a statement in regards to trans day of remembrance because i just assumed that this administration wouldn't have made a comment on it and like he's yeah he, he's technically part of the administration so it's like technically a statement from them but like that's the opposite of what trump seems to be actually doing yeah like, so that's and really interesting know,
0: yeah and we all know that when trump makes a statement you'll hear about it on twitter so of course yeah
1: i mean where else do you get your donald trump news than from twitter <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, does this strike you yes. sincere then is this a guy who you think who you do think this is a genuine like move of sincerity I, I
1: don't really know I would need to I, I would need to like know a little bit more about Rex's background like because I don't know a whole lot about him he's one of those names that kind of only recently crossed my radar because he's in Trump's cabinet um So, I don't know. Like, the whole statement seems to be fairly innocuous, if nothing else.
0: Mm.
1: Like, so, you know, this general statement about the United States being committed to advancing human rights and fundamental freedoms of all persons, uh, those principles inherent in our Constitution uh, and the drive for diplomacy of the United States. Like, it's a pretty generic statement. Although, hey, he mentioned intersex people. Transgender individuals and their advocates, along with lesbian, gay, bisexual, and and intersex persons, are facing increased physical attacks and arbitrary arrests in many parts of the world. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see, like, what the response to that is, in terms of, like, if the president himself is going to respond to it, or what people are going to start asking uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders <laughs> poor <Yeah>. woman I
0: <laughs> I do. She's,
1: she's the press secretary I think and I'm just like any person who has that job is a sympathetic oh, yeah. character to an extent yeah. I think
0: I mean, no one deserves that job <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Like um, obviously he's not coming out and saying like oh we're going to do this to stop it which would be nice
1: <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't a plan of attack of any kind. So I don't know. Yeah, what? How I does mean, it come across to you,
0: like as a as a foreigner and stuff? I mean, I I've heard, every time I I know I heard I heard the name Rex Tillerson and I know that he's in Donald Trump's administration, mm-hmm. and so I hear it and I'm like, that's not Trump, and I look it up and go, oh, that's a guy. But I mean, like. I never. I don't know what to think anymore with half of this shit, because, you know, I used to think... Exactly! I, yeah. <laughs> I used to think that John McCain was a very conservative person. It turns out for a Republican, he's basically fucking Jeremy Corbyn, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's actually pretty chill, surprisingly. Yeah, I heard I heard that afterwards. I mean, he did have Sarah Palin as his deputy, so you can't really blame me for thinking that. I mean, to be fair, yeah. Things have changed in the last...
1: When, that was the first one wasn't it that was that like was nine years one. ago yeah, yeah. it was Romney oh after my that
0: God. oh that was Romney so Ryan. long ago that was the first yeah. election I ever cared about <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't long after the one I, I think it was two years before the one, that I, the one that I got to vote in first oh nice I, 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 didn't, I didn't vote in that one because I was still in
1: high school but I uh, was very invested as we should be
0: yeah. as we all should be yeah, I found it interesting yeah, really. just because because obviously they made a statement and now we like you can't it's it's if you're making empty state empty th- you can't oh, what am I meaning you can't an empty sentiment is still sentiment but it needs to be backed up by action and I think when you are part of an administration that has a history of getting rid of rights for trans people maybe mention that maybe make a statement like saying they're going to go back on that or make some new ones like they were saying about the healthcare stuff. Well, like so the.
1: As the Secretary of State, he doesn't have to have permission to say anything, but as a member of the administration, it's still kind of his responsibility to not say things that are counter to the actual goals of the administration. Like, you can make a generic fluff statement about, like, how it's Transgender Day of Remembrance, and you know that the president isn't going to issue a statement, so you're the Secretary of State, and you figure you'll say something generically nice about it. Um, that's not the same as being like and as Secretary of State I'm going to make it easier for trans people to get passports or you know whatever like it's one thing to just issue the statement it's another thing to make a declaration in in that that you're going to behave in a way that is counter to very very recent declarations by you know Jeff Sessions the Attorney General about Title IX protections and shit like that
0: you know um, what i mean yeah i do i just i just wish there was more being done i mean like in this country like in this country in particular um well oh, that was a cat That was a good cat <laughs> yeah
1: i was Aww. gonna
0: yell at him and then i was
1: like i'm just gonna hope that he just shuts up and then Aww, my cute. wonderful no, husband fine. chased him out of the room it's so. fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like in the uk um we got this obviously got this thing we've i talked about a couple times before in this podcast where we we're planning to change the self-declaration laws, get rid of the gender recognition, certificate, or at least make it so it's less obtuse. The Conservatives are in power right now, so it's not likely to be that good. Mm-hmm. But there's something being done. Um, Jeremy Corbyn, the leader of the opposition, the leader of the Labour Party, um, all around Bit Socialist Bay, um, released a nice statement um, the other day. Uh, said um, He said, I send my good wishes to all those campaigning for the rights and equality of transgender people on Transgender Remembrance Day. It is not right that any person anywhere should face suffering or persecution because of their gender. We honour the courage transgender people have shown and continue to show in the face of abuse and discrimination. We remember those who have tragically lost their lives and offer our condolences on this day to their loved ones. And in remembering them, we offer solidarity to transgender people and others fighting for equality everywhere. And that's pretty, that's pretty like the Jeremy Corbyn thing to say. But I'm glad he's on our side. He's actually, um, with him and with the current Prime Minister... He has called Transgender Rights the Only Thing They Agree On, which oh, okay. I find quite nice. And, like, if they can agree on something, then I, pretty much everything she fucking does I despise, so it's good. The, the one thing they agree on is, the one, is one of these things I can actually get behind, and I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Because, because, like, obviously being a female prime minister, you think you have a bit more clued in to, to certain social justice issues, namely feminism, okay, but they never, no. they never are. They never are. They um, wouldn't be but, good politicians if they did. No, I mean, she's made some some statements about it. there are some things she wants to change. I think she was she was on about changing domestic abuse laws, which would be helpful. Yeah. But, like, that's part of the the good thing about having diverse um, political candidates is that you have, not that being a woman is diverse, but in politics it sometimes is, which is depressing, <laughs> um, is that you get these, so you have different perspectives and you can change these things. And the fact that Jeremy Corbyn, who is in... Old, fairly wealthy white man is doing is saying these things and being our mouthpiece on, on occasion. Obviously, because like people like Paris Lees are like not politicians, and I mean, we they are, are, I'm sure there are transgender politicians. are <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, that's bad, 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 bad. hilarious. <laughs> that's basically why, that's basically all my mind is doing right now. <laughs> trying to form a sentence around this, but um. <laughs> We need, we the fact that he's steeping up for us is good, but at the same time, like, it shouldn't have to be, like, a thing we're talking about doing in the future. It should be done now. And, like, yeah. it's good to change self-declaration laws and stuff like that, but can we do something about the murder rates? Can we do something about, um, about, about um, the rise in hate crimes since Brexit? Can we do something about just the general sentiment about all this shit? Can we do something about the the, about the newspapers that are posting constant smear campaigns against trans kids and trans adults, mostly trans kids, which is even worse?
1: Yeah, like, like can you pick a different vulnerable population, please?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd rather you didn't pick any vulnerable population, but you've done quite I mean, a lot of, still. <laughs> you've done quite a lot of kicking us in the gut, and like. <sighs> And I and I don't. We were on about a few years ago, getting um a pr- like regulating the press more, and then but because our governments are so my government are so influenced by Rupert Murdoch and News Corp, it just never went through. Like the the people who run the big media moguls in the UK fund a lot of fund the Conservative Party and funded New Labour back when it was in power, and which makes it impossible to do anything like that, which is just ridiculous. it's like with the gun, it's like sort of like the gun lobby in the US and how it's like so frustrating because you can't do anything about it. Um, and at the same time, like eight out of ten UK trans UK trans eight out of ten trans people in the UK self harm have self harmed, and a lot of them are currently self harming. Um, almost fifty percent of UK or people of um, transgender people in the UK have attempted suicide. Like these are these are just like and these are conservative numbers, and like they don't, we haven't I've, I have the murder statistics on this stuff. And I suspect because there's no guns, as we were talking about before, <laughs> um, that there's, there's a lot, there's, the murder rates are less in the UK, but it's still happening, you know, like it's, it's pretty shit, like, <laughs> like, and that's part of why we need the Remembrance Day, is just to remember how awful it can, like, not because we need to be reminded how depressing life can be, but because so many people don't care or don't realize how bad the problem is. And I think especially for, like, allies to come to something like Transgender Day of Remembrance for a vigil or something, and to go in there and see just how bad it is and how many people are hurting themselves and are being hurt, being murdered, being... They didn't even mention the people who were raped before they were murdered. There's no mention of, and we can't because there's just no way to, of the transgender people people that are killed that are underreported. That are, either, that are being misgendered by in police reports So nobody even knew they were trans Yeah, like, that's a fun one Yeah, these are low numbers And they're still startlingly high And there are, there should be things we can do about it And there are things we can do about it And But people don't take action Because they got uh, because you can't do everything at once And I get that, but fuck me Civil rights should be at the top of everyone's agenda Besides climate change Which is also at the bottom of everyone's agenda Yeah, that's not where that should be <laughs>
1: It's I feel it's been like, for a long time. uh, yeah, seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: like, after Al Gore, and then Bill Nye tried to resuscitate the issue, and then it's just fallen back on the wayside again, for the love of God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, so just to clarify one thing that you kind of snuck in there, is that we were pontificating before we started recording, uh, about the fact that, like, The United States is at, like, 27 deaths this year, and the UK doesn't have any stats on that. And we were like, is the UK just better? Do they, or do do we just not keep track of hate crimes? Like, and I pointed out that you guys don't have guns, like, casually. So, it's like, maybe that's part of why there's a high number here, because uh, we have guns all the time. And also there Um, are just more people in the U.S., well, that's true, yeah, there's there's a lot of us, and I and I think that honestly, like, your guys' healthcare system is slightly together enough to be, like, a little bit easier for you to get in when you're a little bit younger, which I think we should do, like, I, mean, I need to address this somewhere, it needs to happen on the podcast, or I need to make a video about it, but I need to, to somewhere talk about trans kids and... of the myths about them, and the idea that we're harming them is completely counter to, like, the reality of what actually happens. And not only that, but if you provide people with the opportunity to circumvent the worst aspects of their worst puberty, then they are less likely to kill themselves later. Like, maybe? I don't know. I feel like if you're able to be cis-passing starting from a younger age, you'll probably be less likely to kill yourself later because, like, you know people probably won't fuck with you nearly as bad yeah (laughs) or any number of other things but that's something that i find very frustrating especially when we're talking about trans day of remembrance and the fact that so many of these are children and you know it's not even just necessarily children killing themselves even though that is a huge issue for our community but it's also teenagers being kicked out of their homes or murdered and like we've had again like an example of that happening this year which is you know something we consider abhorrent and kind of shocking but it's you know not just an issue of you this being a danger to themselves like society creates this situation in which we we are afraid to go outside and imagine being a teenager whose parents didn't accept you and you're pretty much gonna have a testosterone poisoned puberty and that shit's hard to come back from, like, yeah, yeah, you're more likely to feel hopeless about the future and, you know, just, we need to create an environment that's more supportive and loving in general and that would be a good place to start. And it's unfortunate to have to be so graphic about it, but I think that in a way, the more people know about, like, how bad the violence is that our community deals with, and if they know that it's children dealing with it, like, maybe they would be more empathetic to the concept of our existence, and of our existence as healthy people who deserve to live long lives. (laughs) I
0: don't know. Yeah, This is part of the fucked up thing about it, right? Because they are going after the kids, and you think they would be more sympathetic towards the children, I really don't get why they've decided they're the ones. I guess because they've decided now that it's an easy target because they can blame it on the parents? I,
1: I mean, I guess... But what do you do when, like, you're dealing with homeless trans people, like homeless trans youth? Like, their parents did, I guess, the main thing that you can do, which is to threaten to kick you out if you don't do the thing, or you don't stop doing the bad thing, I guess?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I know. We should should do that podcast, though, the trans kids myth debunked thing. Like, I think that'd that'd be good and healthy to do, especially given the recent media storm. I need to um, I need
1: to specifically address the the word that's used with this, which is transgenocide. Like Zinnia Jones made a video about Blair White's views on trans kids and Blair White basically is like of the opinion that if it would if it were possible to cure gender dysphoria, that would be ideal. And she is up in arms over the fact that Xenia Jones called this transgenocide and it like literally is that thing. Like, you're saying that you would like to give children uphill that will make them cis. That's basically, that's genocide. Like, yeah. that's literally what that is.
0: So that's part of why I'm so fucking annoyed <laughs> about that. Yeah, I mean, but it's easy to get angry at, to be fair. Um, I, I do, I do, I kind of sympathize a little bit. Like, you know, like, when I, before I transitioned and stuff, and when I was considering it, like, stuff, like, I would have s- told people i could have given anything to just... Take a pill and just be cis and get on with it and stuff. Like, especially because yeah. like, I started off like in a male body and like that's objectively easier. <laughs> um, so but like we've not even got we've not even began to get graphic about this stuff. Like really, I mean like we're just talking about the deaths and stuff. But like, like you mentioned homelessness, like like people ending up homeless, even the ones that don't people the ones that don't kill themselves and end up on the streets, and the people that end up in prostitution, that are forced to do sex work that they don't, don't want to do. Like the people that <laughs> that they never get a job because of the, because of the way they look, the people that can't afford to like eat and stuff, the people that have that have to like. <sighs> there are so many obstacles, and it's like obviously the deaths are the most graphic and the most shocking, and they should be the ones that get us most riled up. But like, even below that, you have like r- horrible levels of rape, and that's we I and I don't have the statistics on hand for that, but it's awful and a lot of these people who are murdered are raped beforehand and yes that is graphic but that just goes to show what the pro- a lot of the problem like it's not enough that they're murdering us but then like they're like fulfilling some sort of sexual fucking pleasure on us beforehand like killing like killing trans women because they because they think because um because they're trans or because they think they're a man but like then they're having sex with them beforehand and stuff like it doesn't what like, yeah, and that's defensible
1: in... in like a lot of states in the United States. Like trans panic, still a thing legally here.
0: Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to point that out. <laughs> what the fuck, Rex Tillerson? Get on that. You seem to have your get head on that. your shoulders, <laughs> or at least enough to make a vague statement about a holiday that you should the um holiday should be a holiday, a holiday. <laughs> about <laughs> about a day that like 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 should be on like in just just calendars like honestly, but like isn't and a day that I'm surprised that the Republican Party knows about, especially the Trump administration. Yeah, that is actually a little bit surprising. Yeah. I mean, they have to now, right? Now that um, Danica Rome's got in, you know, they got to start getting, getting prepared now that there are trans people in government. Like, openly trans people, at least.
1: Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? I don't think we've had a podcast this month yet to yeah, talk about election results. Sure. Like, so... We have, we actually had trans people at, uh, several different levels of like lower government. Um, but the highest that we got here in, in the US of A is, um, at the state legislature of, uh, Jesus, I don't remember even what state it was, but there's this woman, Danica Roem, who is pretty much rad in every way. Um, she's from Virginia, um, North Virginia. Yeah. So anyway, yes. so she's, she's from the Virginia place. And she one unseated... Of one of the Virginias. And she unseated um, the guy who named himself Chief Homophobe <laughs> of that state and who was part of drafting the um, anti-trans bathroom legislation in Virginia. And she is just a gem. She's a singer of a metal band. And (laughs) when she was asked, uh, anytime she is asked if she has anything to say about uh, Bob, the guy that she replaced, she very, very politely tells whoever's asking her that uh, Bob is one of her constituents now, and she won't say anything negative about one of her constituents.
0: After he made that big, uh, after he made all those campaigns just misgendering her and stuff. And refusing to debate her and
1: everything. And like, uh, it's just so satisfying. So, yeah, we have some things happening in the government here. Like, I I think that one good thing about this administration, if, you know, if I can fucking dare to say that there is anything good about it, it is that there is a galvanized left right now like there there is a huge push toward like grassroots involvement and getting people in uh, during midterms like so hopefully with next year's midterms uh and so many governors being up for re-election and so many like congress people being up for re-election i'm i'm hoping that we can see a big push in the opposite direction and honestly it's entirely possible that we would have just had more complacency under a Clinton presidency, and so I'm- I'm going to allow this version of reality
0: to continue existing. <laughs> there is hope. I'm using you to allow, um, this reality- this version of reality to continue existing. Were you- were you, um, possessing reality warping powers this whole time, and you didn't tell me? Because that's pretty important.
1: No. Oh. I, I- I do not. <laughs> I'm was, waiting for this I'm,
0: Flashpoint scenario just at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I misspoke. That was that's my fine. mistake. <laughs> Christ on Infinite Podcast, is coming. Um, that was a comic book reference. Um, can I just say, while we're on the subject of Diana that rome that um, mm-hmm. tall, tall girls in bands, that's my aesthetic. Oh, God. Like, yes. Oof, and oof. her hair is, like, so long and so pretty. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love her.
1: I love her so much. She's <laughs> great. Do you see Demi Lovato brought it to, like, an awards show? Like... <laughs> I'm seeing that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Is, like, as her date to something? I guess. I didn't just, like, heard someone who she was bringing. I mean, Demi, Demi Lovato is bisexual, so... Oh, she's beautiful. Like,
1: they're both beautiful together. They yeah. went to the American Music Awards together.
0: <laughs> what a world you live in, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> a Trump presidency can coexist alongside shit like this. It's good. You know, that's that's part of, like, what I, I've, I've, I agree with you there. That, like, I think... That because there's been such backlash that like the left backlash isn't happening again now that like, with, like the like, seeing how vehemently some people are against like liberal ideas and some and some basic social justice issues, I feel like it's really riled a lot of us up and it's really made us a lot of us fight more and made and made just, us take strides that maybe we would have taken much longer to do and i really do think that's a lot of where the hope is because like increased awareness of us especially like with trump with the whole military transmilitary ban which i believe is probably where a lot of people really started to feel to take sympathy with us because they hate donald trump and suddenly he was stepping on us and you know For no goddamn reason <laughs> exactly and like you know america is the don't tread on me is a very famous slogan in america right like it's a there's a whole history of like just don't not letting tyrants step on a little guy and like we were the little guy in that moment mm-hmm. and you know like when you when you can see that someone's like the um the underdog it's a lot easier i think to for people to have empathy and sympathy like maybe not empathy completely but at least be sympathetic and like the more we talk about this and the more we talk the more we are aware people are aware of us the easier it is for people to understand and to empathize and the more will be done and like even if the, the awareness has to come through people being shitty to us I mean it's better than them all thinking we're all like drag queens or all like Caitlyn Jenner you know <laughs> it's,
1: yeah true it's better I kind of right. wonder a little bit if um, if part of the reaction when Trump came after trans people in the military like he, he kind of established fairly early on in his campaign that he wasn't going to, like, rag on us all the time. Like, yeah, he was just kind of like, I don't give a shit about trans people or gay people. Like, yeah. do what you want. And then <laughs> when he made the statement, I think a lot of his base was just like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, why are you talking about that? Like, they didn't do anything. We've not been talking about trans stuff. This is just coming out of nowhere. Randomly. And I think that like, there was honestly a little bit of that in in the Republicans, because it's just it fell out of being something that was important to talk about, like trans issues after, you know, he says vaguely ominous things about North Korea and mm. just just it's a scary time to be an American in the world. <laughs> it's fine. It's, he'd never call him
0: short and fat. I would never call him short and fat. No. It's fucking dumb. I hope you're alive next time I try to podcast with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's> hopefully. <right. laughs> Holding on by a thread here. He's not dead yet. He did say he wanted him and Kim Jong-un to be friends, and I think they could be. They're just they're both just as crazy as each other. That would be scary. Like, can yeah. you imagine
1: Trump being friends with Putin and being friends
0: with Kim Jong-un? Like, I think Trump thinks he's friends with Putin. I don't think Putin thinks that he's Trump's friend. No, it's, it's the... It's... His, his mouth
1: is his cock holster. It's... <laughs> <laughs> wow, what image? <laughs> that was the Colbert joke that everybody flipped their shit about a few months ago. If you didn't know about that. I didn't
0: know about that. I only not yeah. get to see
1: Colbert very occasionally. It was a oh. thing. People got upset. And I, I made a deliberate callback to an offensive joke. That's amazing.
0: I know. <laughs> People were so mad. It's all about the implication. It's the implication.
1: Yeah. The implication is that they're gay. And that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) To make that. Did I just make you check on your water?
0: No. No, you're (laughs) gay. Yep. Anyway. The implication. (laughs) Fuck. Your jokes are funnier when you explain them. They they really, sometimes they are. Sometimes they really are. Oh I know. yeah try to try to remember remember us remember that there's hope I think that's I think that's what the we should like take away from this at the end like there is obviously there's harsh stuff and there's murder and there's awful crimes but like there is also hope and I think as part of remembrance we shouldn't just be thinking about the horrors and stuff and we should be looking at the progress that we've made and looking to the future with our hopeful eye I think that any day of remembrance isn't just about looking back, it's also about looking forward. And I think ultimately that's part of why it's so important.
1: Yeah. I I certainly I certainly appreciate like that people keep track. Like I think it's I, I do think it's important at the end of the day, and especially there are some people who don't end up on those lists. Like, that's another thing that I think is just important to remember that like, the human rights campaign doesn't keep track of deaths that are related to, like, police violence. So sure. I have a f- personal friend who had a personal friend who died this year and is not on any of the lists because it was a situation where police were called and they were unjustly killed. But oh, Jesus. that doesn't count. So, you know, if the it makes numbers feel, are always higher. If it,
0: yeah, if it makes you feel a little better at the vigil I was at in Liverpool and um, they did have a bunch of a bunch of them in America and stuff and Brazil that were listed as shot by police in the video.
1: Yeah. So there's there's everybody always has a different count and the only way to have a, like a fully corroborated list is to check everybody's against each other and if you want to do that that's fine. I don't have the I don't have the constitution to The combination of doing that. boring
0: stats <laughs> work and also being depressed about murder isn't very good. Yeah, no, it's not a- it's not a fun combination, so. It's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah,
1: you gotta- just to always be aware that those- those lists are- they're not always representative of the whole picture. You know, yeah. there's people who, again, they get misgendered after death, or their p- parents never release that information, you know, any number of things.
0: Uh, yeah, like know. it's a Lilo Alcorn story from last year. In the I was going Tennessee. to say. <laughs> yeah, we would never have known.
1: Except for Tumblr, like we would never have known her story.
0: So yeah, people give Tumblr yeah. a lot of shit. I think it's sort of unjustified. Like there was a lot of the reason why awareness happens, even if they are sometimes a little bit um, on the um, enthusiastic side. I could I could talk about that for an hour just by
1: itself. Like with Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, just well, yeah, the concept of like demonizing it as a place, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like it there. It's not really my format. This is going uh, on the little episode list at the bottom of my notes for this episode. Yeah, just like yeah, we need to like I gotta go back and listen to all of our podcasts and all the times that we're like we need to talk about this and like make notes and then we still (laughs) have the Power Rangers episode.
0: Yeah, I need to watch that movie again. (laughs) We'll do it. We'll get around to it. In the meantime, um. You can reach us for questions and comments and concerns and all that good stuff, and we will answer them. I didn't check the email today because this was about remembrance and I didn't want to, like, change the topic or anything to um, a question that might not be relevant. But we will answer them when we get them. I will check them for next time. um, At transatlanticpod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash transatlanticpod, twitter.com slash transatlpodcast. Um, this is your pilot speaking um, patreon.com transatlantic, drop us some money if you want to help keep the site on the air uh, keep the podcast being hosted and stuff like that and help us with other stuff um, give us some money, thank you to our lovely patrons that have contributed already um, patreon.com slash luxander if you enjoy Lux's content mm. and just want to support them and other stuff. Um, Run away by George Gad is our theme song. He's a good boy and a good trans ally and he'll, he'll remember me if I die, but I won't, so don't worry about that. I'm going to live forever. Um, anything else that I've forgotten? I think that that was all the things. You did a very good job. Thank you very much. Um, we have now landed in the end of the podcast. Um, your exits are at the front and in your ears. Take your earbuds out. That's Happy exactly. Remembrance Day Happy <laughs> Remembrance Day Bye bye
1: With night on your